Welcome to Money Tips by Charles Kelly, author of Yes, Money Can Buy You Happiness. Charles spent over 25 years in financial services, working for banks, insurance companies, and as a qualified independent financial advisor running his practice before setting up his speaking, consultancy, and property business. Money Tips will help you save, make, and accumulate more money, whether you are a business owner, entrepreneur, employee, or still searching for your vocation. I've just been reading a statistic here that half of mortgage borrowers are still in debt at retirement age or in, into retirement age, according to UK Finance, the trade association for the, for the lenders. And this is, this is a, a, a growing trend. And, and I, I remember, you know, a few years ago, it was people's dream to, to pay their mortgage off. They would just buy one house, pay that mortgage off doggedly, uh, sometimes even early to clear the mortgage. Uh, you know, these are the, the, these were the days when people didn't borrow against the house to buy another property or or release capital to buy other properties. I mean, my my parents would never dream of you know borrowing against the property. They they just wanted to get that mortgage cleared as quickly as possible. Uh, but now, longer mortgages and even lifetime mortgages have become part of the growing trend towards people. Let's face it, living their lives in debt to the bank and and you know ending their lives in debt to the bank. And this, you know, this compares to, it's up from a third in just 2014, just a few years ago. So it, it is a big thing now. Um, lifetime mortgages, or sometimes called equity release, have become more popular in the last decade after soaring property values. We know that the property values have been going up and, and that, that's encouraged people to pull cash out of their homes. In fact, assets prices have been going up but people's general standard of living has, has probably not risen in the same way. Certainly incomes have not really kept pace with, with the asset prices. And this is, I think, partly due to the, the amount of QE, quantitative easing, and the amount of money that the governments have been pumping into the economy since the 2008 crash. And that has definitely pushed up the prices of assets like shares in the stock market, shares, stocks and bonds, and, and of course, uh, property, which is, is just gone up you know, faster than incomes can keep pace. You know, now, uh, you know, from a few years ago, I remember when it was four times income to buy a property on average, you know, now it's more than 10. And in parts of, of London, it's just, I mean, 14, 15 is, is quite is quite common in, in the greater London area. So how can somebody borrow, uh, you know, get a mortgage when the price is, is you know, 10, 15 times their average income, unless they're on exceptionally high income or they get help from parents or grandparents. And this is where lifetime mortgages come into play because lifetime mortgages or equity release uh, enables people to pull out money from their homes. Uh, and and that, that can one of the reasons for that can be to provide a deposit for their, their children or grandchildren. And more and more lenders are in this market. I remember when I was in financial advice, um, it, was, it was something that, uh, you know, a few people did, but... You know, it wasn't considered that popular. Um, you could get small amounts out of your your home, and you use that to buy an annuity to give you an income for life. But then the lender kind of took your home and that sort of thing. So uh, these were called home reversion schemes. But but now they're they're, they're really just mortgages. That they're, they're just a loan against your property. Typically, I guess between twenty five and thirty percent of the value of your home. And you know, the older you you are, the, the better terms you get. And and this is just paid off 
when you die or when you move, you can pay it off as well. So some of them have become more flexible and more lenders are entered the market. I mean, every day on TV, they're, they're pumping out ads for this, you know, Aviva, Saga, loads of different companies offering the, these loans. Legal in general is another big one. Uh, now, equity release, as I said, can be used to help for deposits for younger ones because these, these soaring property prices have put, on one hand, they've put properties out of the reach of, of uh, younger borrowers. But on the other hand, there's this money sitting there from their parents or grandparents that, you know, they, they would rather give to their children now and say, right, there you go. There's your deposit on the house. And, and they pull the money out of the property. Well, I think releasing equity from your property, pulling money out, really, it's just a mortgage. A lot of people think you see ads on TV saying, oh, I've just bought a new car. My house, my home helped to pay for it. I've just done this and that. My home helped to pay for it. It's like, you know, just borrow money against your home and buy a car or go on a, on a around the world trip or buy a motorhome, that sort of thing. And, and these ads are, are very flippant about it. Really, it's a mortgage on your property. Mortgage meaning literally your hand in a vice. Um, and and they, they, they kind of own that property almost. Not not fully, by the way. That's just a mortgage against the value of the property. They're, they're only going to lend you uh, maybe 25, 30% of the value of your home. So this also, you know, money can also be used just to supplement lifestyle, your living, maybe supplement your pension because you haven't got enough pension. It can also be used to reduce the value of your estate. So people with homes worth more than a million pounds in the UK, and, and that, that's a lot of people now, just because they bought a home 25 years ago and it's just gone up and now it's worth more than a million. They would have to pay inheritance tax or their children would pay inheritance tax upon the death. But if they borrow against that that home now and give the money to them to uh, you know to buy homes or pay off their own mortgages then the value of their estate is then reduced on retirement as long as they live you know a number of years i think it's 7 years um you know you can't just give all your money away on your deathbed and avoid taxes altogether so that's that's another reason that these are used uh in in terms of estate planning and and inheritance tax planning and you know this is this is one aspect of the people borrowing money into their retirement. These are people who deliberately decide they are going to uh, take a loan out, even though they've retired, and and you know they, they could be in their 60s, 70s, or 80s. But there are other types of people that I've met when I was a, when I was a financial advisor that didn't really necessarily want a mortgage to run beyond 65. They didn't expect to be still paying a mortgage when they had retired. But that's the way of the world at the moment. That's, that is what's happened to some people. Sometimes uh, because of the way they've lived, sometimes through no fault of their own, and they just want to give a helping hand to their children. So they will borrow that money against the, the home to help their children or even grandchildren. But I met people that didn't realise, didn't, didn't know the difference between an interest-only mortgage and a capital and repayment mortgage. Um, that interest only means you, you only pay interest on, on the loan. A capital and repayment mortgage means you're paying off capital as well as repaying the interest. They didn't realize that the loan wouldn't be paid off ever. They, they, they didn't know that they were only paying the interest on the loan and not capital. And this is when the government and the regulators stepped in and stopped people taking out interest only mortgages to buy their, uh, their, their main residence. You can still do it for uh, a buy-to-let mortgage or an investment mortgage, but uh, they, they did step in, and lenders now usually have to write to people saying, "Did you know that you know this loan is not being paid off by your 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 monthly payments?" But if if at the end of it you get to the end of your mortgage term, 
And you say, well, I, my mortgage should be paid now. And, they say, and the lender says, no, you still owe us, for instance, £100,000. And we want that money. They, they, they can, uh, they, they're within their rights to demand that money. They don't have to extend the, the, the term of the mortgage. They don't have to give you a new loan. And if they gave you a new loan, they would have to base it on your current income. You might not have enough income to qualify for that loan at any more. You know, some people borrowed five and six and seven times their income when these loans were available, but they're no longer available following the last financial crash and credit crunch. So they wouldn't be able to get that same mortgage again. And I've known people have to sell their property because the lender would not play ball with them. They wouldn't extend the loan. They wouldn't give them a new mortgage. It's it's stupid, really, because in in Japan uh, and other countries, people have lifetime, ordinary lifetime mortgages, not, not like an equity release mortgage, but they have a mortgage for life. And the property can even be passed on to their children with the mortgage. You can't do that here. You have to pay the mortgage off. Sometimes when when children inherit property, they haven't got the money to pay the mortgage off. They'd like to keep the property, but the lender won't let them. And the lenders know we want our money back. Sometimes they can't raise another mortgage to pay that, that loan off. So the, the property has to be sold. So it's a very uh, inflexible system in the UK. I believe that uh, lenders should be more flexible. They should be forced to allow people in retirement to extend the loan. After all, if they're paying the mortgage every month and they've got the income to pay it, you know, why push them out of their home? They probably pay more for that home in rent than they're paying on their low interest mortgage. So why not give them a break and let them extend the mortgage, even though they, you know, they didn't quite pay it off when, when they came to retirement? And I think also lenders should be forced to, to allow more flexibility when dealing with inheritance, when dealing with sales of property. Why not be able to sell a property as you can in America with, with the mortgage? So you've got a property worth, you know, £500,000. It's got a 50000 loan. Sell it with the loan. And then the new borrowers take over the loan and pay off that loan. If they don't pay the loan off, the lenders will take the property back. It's as simple as that. But why do you have to pay that mortgage off? And then the other new person gets another mortgage because of fees, I guess. I guess it's more profitable for the lender to, to, to do it this way. So just be careful of that. Check your mortgage, check that it's going to be paid off by, by retirement age. And if you can't pay it off, then what are you going to do about it? Uh, other people had endowment mortgages many years ago. Some of these endowment policies have failed to produce the amount of capital that they were projected to produce from the insurance company. And, and they, they, these people have a problem as well. I think in those cases, lenders and endowment companies have written to those people to warn them that this this will happen. So look, if you need advice on mortgages, any type of mortgage, paying off your mortgage, lifetime mortgages, equity release, you need to get independent financial advice uh, when releasing equity. Because remember, releasing equity is borrowing money. It's a mortgage. That's all it is. It's it's not, oh, my house helped to pay for this new caravan. No, it's a, it's a mortgage and you'll have to pay that back at some stage. Now, some lenders will allow you to, to roll the mortgage up. You don't have to pay any, sorry, you don't have to make, make any repayments. The, the mortgage will roll up. Uh, but beware of that because, you know, when it rolls up, that means there's interest on interest and it can quickly reduce the eventual value of your home, which would then be passed on to your children. But, you know, I, I met people as an advisor that had um, huge homes, some of them. Uh, I, I remember this woman in, in Surrey, on the Surrey Hills near Box Hill, she had this huge old house, but it was it was run down. It was ramshackle. She could barely afford to heat it. And she had all this land around it. There was a land, enough land there. And she had an outhouse and uh, another sort of building on, on the land. 
And it was hugely valuable land. You could easily put a massive house on there or two or three houses on this land she got. But she had no money. And, you know, she was struggling. And, I, you know, I meet people like this all the time that, that uh, it might not be a huge house, but it could be a house that they just can't afford to heat because they haven't got the income anymore. Maybe they're a widow, a widower. Uh, they haven't got income. So why not release equity from that property? Uh, and, and this woman, in, in fact, ended up selling this house. I think her children wanted to do something with it. But she could have released equity from that property and stayed where she, she loved living and maybe improved the house, made it more comfortable and, and, and so on. So I, I think it's a good idea uh, because, you know, why why leave? Why, why sit there in the freezing cold worrying about what you're going to leave to your family when you die? Uh, when, you know, you might as well take out a, an equity release loan, live, live more comfortably and still leave something for your family. But, you know, you've you've enjoyed it. Uh, and, and, you know, because house prices have gone up so much in the last few years, but incomes often haven't kept pace. So I think these are a good thing, but you need to take independent advice before you go into anything like that. Um, the other thing today has happened is that the Bank of England held their Monetary Policy Committee meeting today. They held interest rates at an historically low 0.1%, despite forecasting that inflation will reach 4% by the end of the year. I think it's up to 5% in, in America already. It's it's creeping up in Germany. Um, and and this is a worrying sign uh, because, uh, is this because of just rising prices or is it because the amount of money that's been printed, the trillions of dollars and pounds and euros that have been printed, not just in the last couple of years, but since 2008, 2009, uh, the world debt is the, the figures are just mind boggling. I mean, a trillion is a thousand billion. You know, imagine a billionaire. You could live on that for the rest of your life and your children's lives and your grandchildren's lives. But this is a thousand times a billionaire. And, and you know, America is several trillions in debt already. The UK is trillions in debt more than their nearly as much as their GDP. So it is worrying. Is this a, it's just 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 prices rising or is this an underlying problem that have caused, you know, the, the former German Weimar Republic to go bust that, that caused problems in Venezuela, Argentina, Zimbabwe? Is it this underlying problem or will the the the, the, the central banks get a hold of this problem? Now, one way to reduce inflation is to, to raise interest rates. People say they can't do that because they'll have to pay interest, more interest on their debts. But then I guess they can print more money to pay that. But the market now expects interest rates to rise by as early as uh, early 2022, early early next year. So we, we shall have to see what happens there. Uh, we know that prices are going up everywhere and fuel and gas prices are, are going to rise sharply, uh, putting many people in, into problems this, this winter. Now, other articles, uh, I, I, you can see, I put it up on, on the links there. Property sales were up 32% <clears throat> last uh, in August. Probably as a result of cases completing that, that were completed uh, before the end of June, because this is the HMRC figures. I think there's that I still think there will be a market slowdown, uh, but we, we shall see. Now, if you want to know more about property and get into to investing in property, there's a free uh, property event, uh, a networking event uh, coming up. And I'm putting a link to it. Uh, it's where you can uh, it's an online event, but you can go in person, but you can do this online as well where you can get to hear good speakers on property, where you can get to network with other people and learn something uh, about property. Now, th th these meetings are useful. I've been to many of these before the, the lockdown. I used to go to them all the time because, you you know, you, n you never know who you can meet. You can meet potential 
uh, investors. You can meet people who can motivate you to go, to go and do other things. Potential JV partners, private funders. There are people who've got private money to lend. You don't have to go to a bank. All of these people can be met at networking events and they can become part of your, your power team and your support network. So click on the link below if you're interested in that. It's a free event. What have you got to lose? Absolutely nothing. So have a look at that and I will speak to you again soon. Thanks for listening. And if you, if you are watching this, whether it's on uh, Facebook Live, Facebook, uh, one of my groups or on YouTube, do, do not forget to click the like button and please share this content so that more people get the benefit of free content that I'm giving out to you right now. But do, do click that link for the free uh, online event. You've got nothing to lose and everything to gain. Thanks very much for listening and bye for now. Thank you for listening to Money Tips. For more tips and information, visit moneytipsdaily.com. The information given in this podcast is for your entertainment and should not be construed as financial advice. As always, take independent financial advice before making any investment decisions. 